This is Polly, and welcome to our podcast, As Far As I'm Concerned. We're a relatively chill podcast that gives often overlooked students and teachers a platform on which to express their opinions on social issues through a casual format they're comfortable with. Just a bit of background information that we probably should not be telling random strangers on the internet, but that is necessary for sufficient context. We are all private high school students. This is not affiliated with our school in any way and should not be treated as such. So, for today's discussion, we have food. Let's get started. So, today we have some special guests with us because they come from a different school. So, since you come from a different school and you want a cool introduction, how are you guys doing? Let's start with Ryu. I'm not bad, actually. Um, I got my teeth extracted yesterday, so uh, I'm a little... I don't know. It's been a little tough, but I'll adjust. What teeth did you get extracted? I think it's like next to the canines. Better question. Why are we discussing yeah. this? <laughs> I'm sure our podcast listeners would love to hear more about your teeth. But I think we should move on. How about you, Mads? Oh, yeah. School is pretty good. Um, yeah. Very cool. Riveting introduction. <laughs> Okay, so we're gonna start off by talking about cooking. So do you guys cook, and what do you like to cook? We will start with Mila. Well, I know how to cook rice. I have an instant pot, so that makes it a little easier. I also know how to cook pasta, so I have like an elementary understanding of cooking. Sometimes I help out my mom and kind of get her recipes when she's cooking something traditional. Yeah, we mostly eat Indian food, so I know how to cook a lot of that. Kind of. I usually just help with the cooking assistant. So yeah, kind of is the answer there. So what about Cheryl? So I can't really cook. Like, the only thing I know how to make is cheesecake, which is oddly specific. But um, yeah, I also know how to make dumplings, sort of. Um, and that's about it. Oh yes, the rite of passage of making dumplings. Okay, so what about you, Ryu? Um, to be honest, I don't- I cook when I'm like, when I'm bored or when I have to. I've done it for like school projects. I've cooked like chili before and then I cook like this great meal. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a chef like that. And I don't know. I'm more of a smoothies guy. Oh, that peach smoothie you made? Yeah, it that was, was very um, good. It was blushing. <laughs> okay, Mads, what about you? I personally really like cooking, but I prefer baking uh, because, like, sweet things are way better than, like, other things. Like, on a Saturday or something, if I'm bored and have nothing to do, it's really enjoyable to just, like, make macarons or something. For anyone who doesn't know, Mads has a very, very big sweet tooth. For sure. It's a problem. <laughs> Don't worry, no we all understand. Okay, so what do you guys think are, like, the easiest ways to learn how to cook? Um... Cookbook? Recipes? I, I don't know. I just go online and then... In the, what I'm in the mood for, and then I just, you know, look it up on like New York Times or something, and then, yeah. Yeah, I do the same thing, except everything I cook from recipes always ends up horrible and underbaked. So there's that. Mostly I just learn by watching my mom. Occasionally I use recipes, and I have other like relaxing hobbies, so I don't cook too much. So when I want to cook something, I look through a few recipes, find what I have the ingredients for, and can do, and just do that. The best way of learning to cook is probably watching someone cook and seeing what they do. Yeah, um, I have the same experience as Myla. Usually I learned how to cook from like learning from my parents, but for the cheesecake specifically, I looked up a YouTube video to do it since video tutorials tend to be more informative and specific than cookbooks in my opinion. Yeah, I also usually search up online recipes and I look for a few and find my favorite one. And to make sure that it works well, I reread it like first once before I start anything. 
and then I reread each step before I actually do it to make sure I don't mess anything up and search up terms I don't know, so it always turns out well. Yeah, recipes are definitely like a huge portion of learning to cook. I'd imagine it'd be very hard to learn to cook if you didn't have a recipe. Like, you probably wouldn't really know what to do. And do you guys think that you like cooking out of, like, you're genuinely interested in it? Or do you feel like it's a necessity, like, your parents are too busy, so you feel like you have to cook for them? Well, for me, my parents are not too busy. They usually cook me lunch, which is great, and I'm really thankful for that. But it's not a necessity. I enjoy cooking. Well, more, I enjoy eating what I cook usually like baked goods and treats and stuff like that. So for me, cooking is mostly a means to an end. I do enjoy it to an extent, but like, I mean, it kind of depends on what I'm cooking and how easy it is to cook whatever it is that I'm cooking. And I don't really have to cook, but in like, I guess for adults, it's a basic necessity to cook. Like the, every adult should know how to cook. So there's always that, and it's better to get an early start because we're gonna go off to college soon, so I might as well know now. Yeah, um, my parents are also not very busy, so they're able to cook, like, and also make me a bunch. So I haven't really had to learn how to cook, but then um, occasionally I just sort of felt like it, and at some point I suppose I will learn the basics just so that I can like survive in college and not eat cereal out of frying pans. Um, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, cooking it, low key, it, it's really fun. And then I guess you could consider it like, I want to do it more, but it's just like a time restraint in a way. Um, but like talking on the going to college um, topic I feel like you need to like know how to cook especially if you're going to like out of state or um, you know far from home but I cook like a mean like I cook a mean instant ramen I'm just gonna say that right now okay um, yeah I agree that cooking is more of a mean instant egg and it's like pretty important in college but I don't it's enjoyable but I won't really do it unless I'm like really hungry and no one else can cook for me. Baking, I think, is more something that is more enjoyable because it's not really necessary to have like, you know, um, cake or something, but you certainly like to do it and eat cake, so that's good. I can really see the sweet tooth showing right now. <laughs> okay, so have you guys ever thought about like cooking shows there's so many televised cooking shows nowadays have you ever considered being on it and what do you think would be like what would be the most important part of that experience in your opinion i'm not a cookie like some people i just said cookie i mean like foodie but in terms of cooking i'm just gonna use cookie i'm not a cookie like some people here so I haven't really considered being on a show on my own. Like I'm vegetarian personally. So if they did like a vegetarian kids version of Chopped, I'd totally apply for that. Cause just cause, right? I probably wouldn't get in, but still. And I guess for me, I considered, like I wanted my mom to be one of those. Cause I think it was like specifically like Beat Bobby Play. Cause she makes this one specific dish that's really, really good and like, a traditional Indian dish and I suggested that she goes on there but I think for those you have to have like a want to be a chef when you grow up type thing and like we discussed in our other episodes in Silicon Valley that's definitely not happening at least for me yeah for me too I feel like cooking shows they're like sort of entertaining to watch but that's as far as it goes since I can't even like I can barely cook so there's no like, there's no point in me thinking about going on to a cooking show, I guess. Um, yeah. That's me, that's me. Um, I feel like with most people, they enjoy um, eating rather than the actual cooking process. I don't know. That's just me personally. Um, I don't know. But in the past, I, I just look at like how harsh Gordon Ramsay is, and then I look at MasterChef, and the food looks really good. But as far as applying, I probably wouldn't, 
I'd rather do cooking as just as a you know a hobby. Yeah, I totally agree. Like I enjoy cooking. I'm not bad at it, but the level on like cooking shows is just nowhere near where I am right now. And I would just get scared, and my dishes would be destroyed by like you know their words. Would be very sad. An option. You know that stuff where they mess up cakes. That one's always fun to watch because I feel like I could do a better job than the people on that. You like watching kids suffer? That's a little mean. Okay. Okay, so that was very interesting. Moving on. So, in terms of like cooking shows, you see a bunch of these contestants, and in like the olden days, there is kind of that, you know, idea of like women should cook. If you're like a boy, you shouldn't really be doing the cooking at home. Have you guys experienced this kind of thing? Does this happen a lot in your family? Not that I mean. Mostly in my family, we're kind of progressing. My dad knows how to cook. He doesn't cook much because he can. He's kind of like me when it comes to cooking. Like, I don't know. He can cook like two things, but honestly, I think that's just because what they learn in childhood in their childhood. It was probably definitely like that. So my dad didn't learn how to cook, and my mom did. So, but I guess now it's kind of. Less so that way, and it's kind of, it's understood. Like I said, that all adults should learn how to cook. So maybe it was like that, but it probably is less so now. See, this is an interesting question to consider because in my house, my dad is the only one that cooks, and my mom doesn't cook. Um, but like Myla said, I do think it's very important that like everyone knows the basics of how to cook because you need to you know survive on your own.、Um, yeah, that said, we do have lots of instant food now, so I mean theoretically you wouldn't need to know how to, but it's like a good life skill to have. I think the same as、um, Cheryl. I, I feel like. Uh, my dad is usually the one cooking more, but when my mom is free on the weekends,、uh, she'll cook because、uh, my dad has usually he works from home now, and then my mom she works pretty long shifts. So, but I think、um, cooking should be for anyone, really, right? Like whatever in Ratatouille, what they said in the movie, they're like anyone can cook, and I guess that's true. Like. Anyone can cook. You just need have to have like the patience and time to do it. Yeah, I totally agree. Like sexism and cooking has never really been a problem for me. I'm allowed to cook whenever I want. My brothers are also allowed to. They're just really bad at it. But I know it was a problem. Like maybe even just like a few decades ago, like my mom would always be the one cooking for her siblings. She'd have to wake up early in the morning to cook their meals for like lunch. But that was also because her brothers had to work to do stuff too, so no one else was available to do it. But yeah, back in the day, that was a problem. Yeah, my mom does the same thing. Wakes up early to cook for like our entire family. Then again, it's kind of an even split. My mom is the one who does the cooking, but my dad stays up late like doing the dishes. So I guess cooking specifically is kind of genderized, but it evens out. I think this is so interesting because, like, in my household, I think my dad like primarily makes breakfast because my mom doesn't like to wake up in the morning.、Um, but then my mom makes kind of like lunch and dinner. But sometimes now we just order a bunch of takeout. To be honest. So in terms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same same. <laughs> We all order takeout, okay? That's just how like, life works. Oh my god, with like Grubhub, it's so easy now. You don't even have to move. No, yeah, like quarantine, hundred <laughs> percent. Like quarantine, the food bill just goes up out of the roof. That's、mm-hmm. not true for us, actually. We were scared of getting like food, getting COVID from food. So my、oh, mom、same. cooked. My mom cooked at home straight for a year. We did not order any takeout. It was insane, and we saved so much money on it too. Oh my god, that sounds well. That sounds like you know, interesting lifestyle. I guess it was a bit easier than cooking like that normally, cause commute, right? So there's some time、mm-hmm. save, but it was still probably really, really hard. Yeah, for us the same thing happened. Like my dad just cooked every meal for a whole year, 
except on people's birthdays when we would get takeout for some reason. Um, and we would also get cake, but yeah, that's it. Interesting. So we've talked a lot about like cooking and making food. And I think we all agree that like eating food feels good, you could say. But there are some consequences when you eat too much. So have you ever cooked something that was like really calorie filled or like brownies or a big cake and then you ate it afterwards? And how did you feel afterwards? Did you feel like bad about what you just did? Well, something I learned in fifth grade when I started baking was that <clears throat> if you put enough sugar into something, it will taste good no matter what you do to it. So I've eaten like burnt stuff that had sugar in it. It it gets insane. And yeah, sometimes I like I made buttercream frosting once. This buttercream thing I think was called ermine frosting. And then I ate it and then I realized how much butter I had put into it. So it's kind of easier. I mean, honestly, I don't think store food is any different. Like a store cupcake is probably going to be more unhealthy than what I made. So when you're eating at home, it's just that you realize more how bad what you're eating is. Yeah, but like when you're making food at home, you also have to put a lot more energy into it. So I guess it's like a more rewarding experience. But that said, I rarely cook anyway. So I don't get to experience that. But um, yeah, I once read this very interesting post that said like, as long as um, the, the extra calories you ate were stuff that you made, then it sort of cancels out. Like, I don't know, it was, it was interesting. Oh, I've seen that one too. I completely agree. Food is 3,000 calories if you buy it. But if you don't buy it, it's zero calories. That's your baby, you get to eat it. Um, uh. Do you mind rephrasing that last sentence? Anyway, moving along. We're not Kronos here. Ryu, go ahead. Uh, okay. For the extent of what I've cooked, I think, I don't, technically, I guess it was, it wasn't unhealthy at all by any means. It was, um, it was a dinner. I cooked, uh, I had a, so I made, so the requirement for the, um, project, for the school project, you only had to cook, um, one, part of the meal but you know i gotta go above and beyond so i made three parts and then combined them so i made a garlic pasta and then a um and like an orange zest marinated chicken and then i added roasted brussels sprouts with almonds and it was really really good um i'm glad i made it because like i don't know it, it just showed like you know i'm able to do it and i forgot the nutritional facts for whatever it was, but I had um, a fun time doing it, even though it took me like uh, four hours. Mm -hmm. In terms of like eating stuff, that's like really calorie filled that I made. Yeah, I've definitely done that a lot. Like I'll make a ton of cookies for like, you know, my neighbors or something, but then I keep a ton and I eat like all of them. I mean, I show them to family, of course, but like I have the majority of them and yeah i really do feel bad about it afterwards but i mean yeah i just like try to work out or something after if we eat like way too many cookies mm -hmm. i feel like <clears throat> especially with kind of societal beauty standards and stuff like that have you guys ever been concerned about eating too much and been like watching your weight well yeah i mean I try, we just bought a cake for a birthday and it was huge and every slice I cut was huge. So I was kind of uh, feeling a bit guilty about eating that much cake. Then again, like there's always some calorie watching like, oh my God, how much butter is in this thing, etc. More of that kind than anything. And yeah, I occasionally check my weight. I think everyone does. Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> When I, when I eat too much, I just like, it's not really that like the mental part of it, like feeling bad about it, but I just don't feel well physically if I eat too much. And then I have to like walk around for a while and stuff. So I try to generally avoid eating too much. Um, in terms of calories, 
I mean, it's not that extreme. I'm like literally counting the calories, but like, um, I do try to not eat too much in general. Not because of maybe I don't know, um, fear of getting fat or something, but mostly because I don't want to feel sick for a long time later. Oh yeah, I think we all know the feeling of just sitting down in a restaurant and stuffing yourself until you can barely move, and then you have to get up and go to the car to leave. That's the worst. Um, I feel like on the contrary, I have I'm a, I'm a skinny boy. I'm a, uh, my metabolism's pretty yeah my metabolism is pretty fast and uh I don't know I'm very I'm pretty active. I'm not so. How do I wear this? I would consider myself fit, but I I try to eat more. Just I don't know, just to get bigger. But I I don't really worry about calorie intake because I feel like in the spare time I'll just exercise it off. Yeah, I also like kind of want to eat like more good food because I want to grow really tall. So I definitely not. do. Imagine being tall. Can't Imagine relate. being able to be taller. Exactly. I'm five foot zero and have no intentions of growing anytime soon. Not That's that I、true. asked, but yeah, life is tough as a short person. So we've talked about like worrying about your weight and stuff like that, but do you guys think that measuring how many pounds you are is the best way to kind of measure obesity? Because you have to consider things such as like muscle mass, like two hundred pounds could look very different on two different types of bodies. Also, like height factors in as well. So, what are your opinions on that? I saw a really good graphic for this, and it had three people of different heights, like five feet, five feet six, six feet, and they were all the same weight, but they looked so different. And it was kind of、BMI? absurd to suggest what? Was it because of like the BMIs? I think I saw the same post. No, yeah, yeah, and it was absurd to suggest that that weight was a beast when it looks so different on these different people. So weight in general is just a horrible statistic for that because there are so many things affecting that. But society is obsessed with it because we like quantitating things, right? I don't know why, but I don't think weight is good. There are better ways like fitness, but you should be able to measure with like exercise and whatnot. And people who don't weigh a lot can still be extremely unhealthy, like people who eat snacks for lunch. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, if society has to quantify something, they might as well quantify stuff like BMI because that's, if not the best measure, definitely like a little bit better or a lot better than just pure weight. Because, as Myla said previously, like height definitely factors into it and body type. So it's not healthy to obsess over your own weight for any reason.、Um, yeah, it's it's definitely better to just like exercise more in general and try to eat healthier and stuff. Yeah. Um. I. <laughs> uh, for the、um, obesity question. I feel like it's all about you know the balance of things, right? Like you don't want to eat too much of one thing, and you don't want to eat too little of one thing, and you know you have to get the all the essentials. But I feel like with all these like fast food chains coming out, I think it's mostly just in North America. But、um, it, like if you look at the U.S., like we have the what the highest like. Obesity rate? I I don't know. I don't don't quote me on that, but I feel like these fast food chains. It, it doesn't really help in the fact, but at the same time,、um, exercise is a really vital point. Not just to it to stay fit and to like better your lifestyle in a way. Yeah, I totally agree. I think obesity is a, definitely a big problem in the U.S. But I think quantifying it using weight isn't really the best method, because I know, like my brother, for example,、um, is would technically be overweight, even though it's just because of muscle mass. Because he works out a lot, it's not because like you're fat, you have an unhealthy lifestyle. I think, like I said, obesity is a problem, 
But I don't think we can only use weight to quantify it. We've talked about like fast food restaurants and all this kind of stuff, and there is like a lot of food available out there right now. And so, what are your opinions on food, the food waste ep- epidemic that is happening right now? Well, honestly, I know a lot about this because I do a lot of volunteering that involves food waste and whatnot, and it's crazy. Like, there's some the food. There's just so much. Like, for example. There's enough food on this earth to feed everyone. It's just not getting distributed properly. A lot of food waste is caused by people just throwing away good food because they misunderstood a food label or something about the food. And honestly, it's not like clear your plate because there are starving children in Africa. It's so much more than that. People throwing away packages. A lot of it is from restaurants and grocery stores because they just. Throw away everything that hasn't sold, and it's it's crazy. Like if you go behind a Krispy Kreme, you'll see like boxes—not boxes, like dumpsters of donuts that they're throwing away because no one is eating any of that or buying any of that. Yeah, I definitely agree in that. Like stores and restaurants are the main causes of food waste, because like in certain stores, if the Um, products don't get sold, like particularly in bakeries. If the products don't get sold、um, after a certain amount of days, they'll just throw it out. And I feel like some people's family might like have a problem with them,、um, like not finishing off their food. But I don't think that's the main cause of the problem. It's like the stores, like Myla said,、um, donut stores. And like I was thinking of Whole Foods specifically,、um, I don't know if I'm allowed to call out company names here. Okay, edit this out later.、Um, they're the main causes of food waste, and it has a lot to do with our society's values. So I think that needs to be changed. Um, for the. I feel like most of the food goes to waste.、Um, the it, it it comes down more to like it can come down to like time and like the expiration of things, right? So I, I feel like a lot of people who just like eat like households who you know take a little longer to finish foods, they end up like throwing the food away. Because of like, you know, it gets moldy and it goes,、um, it just gets bad. Yeah, kind of like what you guys all said. Food waste epidemic is a big problem that is primarily contributed to by like restaurants because of you know excess food that they didn't like plan for. So I think that like I don't know, maybe restaurants could just do better in planning how much food they need to buy. And make for like a day or however long they have their food for, and that would really help the epidemic. Yeah, definitely. Do you guys feel like you, in a way, also contribute to this epidemic? Because I feel like we kind of live in like a pretty well-off area, and so we might be contributing to this epidemic. Do you guys think that you are? And what are some ways that You or anyone you know is trying to help. Again, like this is not a matter of clear your plate and the starving children in Africa won't be starving. The main way we in a well-off area and especially us going to a private school and having like, I think being above like middle income probably most likely, the way way we do it is that food is cheap and abundant, so we just. Buy it. We have no qualms in throwing away some food because it's old and maybe slightly stale, or maybe we haven't finished something. We don't mind throwing it away because we can always get more if we need it, etc., etc. And that's the best. And that's the main way that we contribute to food waste because we just don't really see the value of food, which is why we're we as a general you know community are wasting it so much. So yeah, that's what I think. And again, I volunteer with a lot of food organizations. Like when I volunteer with, it's called Blueprint Oasis, and 
we redistribute food that food that some organizations or people don't aren't going to use. So that's a way you can volunteer. You can kind of give your excess food to food banks, etc. That's the main way I think you can help personally. So yeah, I definitely agree with Myla and. About there being more efficient ways to distribute food, I think most of the food that goes to waste is generally like fresh produce because it tends to spoil faster. And if they, and they're like more prone to get damaged, like during transportation to stores and stuff, um, it's very easy for the produce to get damaged. And then because it doesn't look very appealing. Um, consumers will just not buy it, and then it will go to waste. So, for that, I think I don't really know how to fix this problem. But there needs to be like less values on what the food like looks like on the surface, and more about its inherent nutrition. I feel like uh, it, it. We take food for granted. And it, although it's like more of a cliche, like third world countries don't have food, it, it's it's like an actual like global issue problem. Um, you know, the there are less fortunate countries, and it, it's just like maybe like some people aren't as educated on the topic as others. But I feel like with some people, they 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 know the issue and they try to. Like you know, go towards it. So it's always like if you're not gonna eat your food, like I think like Myla said, like give it to a food bank because there are people in need that need it. Yeah, I agree with Cheryl that like um, fresh produce is probably the biggest issue because you know it goes bad and you don't use it quickly. And there's like a lot of it, and yeah, that's probably the biggest problem in my household. Like if you have banana or no, like oranges or something, and you just forget about them, then you have to throw them away because they get old. And that's a problem for us. But some ways that we try to lessen the impact of the epidemic is like, um, I don't know, donating soup cans or like non-perishable items to like food bank and stuff, and also saving um, leftovers from dinner for like lunch instead of buying more food to use for lunch. That's just small things that everyone is able to do usually in society. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then just there's obviously the I I did say clearing your plate isn't the biggest deal, but it does contribute. Just eat your food, finish your food. Don't give yourself too much food and then not be able to eat it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like always try to finish your food, but I I just said like um that that's not. A major source of food waste, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't like at least try to do your part. You know. Hmm. Yeah. It's even like, as you've all said, like just the small things. I feel like a lot of us do tend to eat leftovers a lot. Like if you order a pizza and then you can't finish it, and then you kind of just save it for later. Usually, if it's still good, you have to be careful about wasting too much food and not taking things for granted. So in terms of, well, I guess in terms of food, like this whole podcast has been about,、um, there are people who don't eat certain types of food. Have you guys ever considered becoming a vegetarian or a vegan? And are you a vegetarian or vegan? I am. I'm vegetarian. I'm not vegan. I need my ice cream, but yeah, I'm vegetarian. And for me. It's partial. It's it's mostly. I've been vegetarian from birth, so it's mostly like kind of religious and cultural. There's that, and then there's also the fact that like being vegetarian, it's logical too. There's a reason. If there was like a reason that I would need to not be vegetarian, I'd obviously do it. But it's better for the environment for one. Being vegetarian is more optimal for food production and food distribution because animals honestly eat more food than. If you are selling meat, it would be better. I don't know how to explain this. Okay, but you have like animals, right? And you have a crop, and those animals are going to eat that crop, and the animals need more crop 
to feed a certain number of people than the crop then you would need of the crop to feed that same number of people that was such a bad explanation but it's more optimal for food right and it's also more optimal when it comes to calorie count it's healthier you can get protein from other sources like lentils and beans i mean i'm a completely healthy person and it just makes sense to me to do that so um getting back on the topic of like not being able to eat certain foods i have food allergies so i'm like literally unable to eat certain things um yeah uh about vegetarianism like that's that's different i don't really know what the experience is like but um on how that contributes to food waste I I'm not sure cuz earlier I was talking about how like fresh produce is the most likely to get to become part of food waste so that doesn't really like it's not really linked to vegetarianism but um yeah um going back to what uh Myla said it's it really is a um like it is better for the environment to be vegetarian. I'm not personally vegetarian. Um I it's uh how do I explain it? it? It's hard for me, okay? I have urges and you know I have my pleasure principle calling to me, but I in an old article um I read, I think it was by the New York Times, it said something like it if like the earth ever went like was toxic or nuclear or something like that. It's better to be vegetarian because something about um your I don't know, it it was better for your blood or something. But it, vegetarianism is good for you um in a broader aspect. Yeah, I think being vegetarian or vegan is like I think it's healthier in lots of ways if you do it right. But I just don't think I'd have the self-restraint to be able to be a vegetarian or vegan because I like food. Um, yeah. Pretty great. <laughs> I used to want to be vegan after I watched some documentary called What the Health on Netflix. And I said, yes, I'm going to be a vegan. I'm going to be healthy, save all these cows and stuff. Because it's better for the environment and like, you know, no animal cruelty and all. But... I just don't think I'd be able to keep it up if I tried. Yeah, I feel like there's also kind of like this cultural aspect of it. Um like my household eats a lot of meat. <laughs> like a lot of meat and yeah, a lot of Yeah, I mean, I guess you have oh, to see. be like in an environment where you can be vegetarian and you have those options. That's one yeah. of the biggest things. And since my entire household is vegetarian, it's easy for me. We make sure that wherever we has vegetarian options, we know all the recipes and whatnot. But I guess it might be easier like when you become an adult because then you can put yourself in an environment where you can make that choice. Yeah, like in other third world countries, it's not always an option to be vegetarian and you know, better food is more money, so that causes other problems for people who can't afford that food that is healthier. That's true as well. I think some meat might be cheaper. I guess that comes back to like in some places there's like fast food, which is the easiest thing to do and it's decently cheap as well. And most of that has meat in it. I have to say I've never eaten at a McDonald's except like once in India actually, which has vegetarian options. How was it? It was interesting. It was not as I mean, it was McDonald's quality. That's all I'll say. Did they did they have like the the fake meat thing? No, it wasn't fake meat. It was like a veggie oh. patty. Oh yeah, oh. fake meat is another thing that I could rant about for hours. Fake meat is for people who are going from non-vegetarian to vegetarian because it helps them with their transition because it's like meat but it's not meat. It's not for vegetarians. I vomit when I look at something that's similar to meat. I can't stand fake meat. Like the closest I can get is soy proteins or tofu. Tofu is great. But I can't do fake meat. I don't do it. Oh yeah, I was about to um comment on how I wonder if fake meat is like it resembles real meat in any way 
Like according to Myla, it does resemble real meat enough, like to for her to not to feel repulsed by it. But in terms of people who are going to become vegetarians in the future, like I wonder if fake meat is does it resemble the real thing? Is it like is it yeah, appealing it in any way? <laughs> I think that's the goal. Like it's the exact same. People who eat like the Impossible Burger and a normal burger say it's the exact same thing, and they're just appealing to the market that's switching. Because a lot of people are going vegetarian or vegan, so all of these fast food restaurants are now appealing to that market since they can make this. It's just not appealing to actual vegetarians, though. I mean, this is what I've heard and what my family has heard, and what I've heard from most people who I know who are vegetarian. I mean, yeah, as a non-vegetarian. That sounds like a pretty accurate because I sometimes think that the fake meat is better than actual meat, but I know that might seem very different to an actual vegetarian because it's still like meat. Have has all the meat eaters have they tried? Have you guys tried uh, fake meat before, like the impossible meat? No, because I don't intend to become vegetarian anytime soon. So I don't, I don't really see why I would do that. In terms of Just like, like the taste or experience, I don't know. Isn't isn't fake meat more expensive? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it might be more expensive than certain types of real meat. <laughs> well, I I've looked at the prices, and I think I think the idea is it's basically the same. It's practically the exact same, which is what makes it so like amazing and great for people and so popular. <clears throat> it might be a bit more expensive, but nothing like out of the range. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and earlier we talked about like fast food, and do you guys eat a lot of fast food? Where is like your go-to fast food place, and why do you go there? I don't eat fast food. Like, I guess you can kind of consider Indian fast food like chaat. So. Yeah, we eat a lot of that, but I don't eat fast food. Fast food like McDonald's or Burger King. Like I said, I've only been there once. And honestly, my parents cook a lot, and we go for like quality food a lot because we do have, you know, the resources to do that to make that. Yeah, I also don't eat fast food a lot. But like, if I were to eat fast food, it's mostly pizza, and I'm okay with. Most pizza places, except for Costco pizza, which I absolutely cannot stand.、Um, oh, if pizza counts as fast food, then yeah, we have a lot of that. So yeah, I guess Costco pizza. Costco the thing about、bad. Costco pizza that's interesting is that they let you look into their well, at least at my local Costco, they let you look into where they make the pizza, and it kind of gives you an idea of the sanitary standards, which is really really interesting. Yeah, the thing about Costco is,、um, one time we went there to get pizza and they messed up our order,、um, and then, like when we told them, they just threw the entire pizza away. So going back to food waste, this is a pretty good illustration of how like large companies and stores are the ones behind most of the food waste problem. They don't have a choice. It's like FDA, I think. Or not FDA, but it's some regulation. If they mess up your order, or if they send you the wrong thing, they gotta throw it away. Like even if it's untouched, they have to do that. I, mean, I know a place called Spots Pizza. I think that's what it's called.、Um, oh, they like give away their、um, like messed up orders for free. Like you can ask them for their、uh, pizza. The like you know if they messed up someone's order and made the pepperoni instead of cheese pizza. They give it away for free instead of just throwing it away. That's interesting. I don't know if they're allowed to do that. Are they? If they are, then definitely, people should do more of that. Yeah, I think it's no. But the、similar. problem with that is, oh no, go ahead. Uh, uh, you can.、Mm. Yeah. Well, I guess the problem with that is mainly that they're losing the business of whoever asked them for free food, which is why a lot of corporations don't do that. Now that I think about it. But what were you saying? Oh, I was going to say that it's kind of similar to、um, how some places, like after they're legally not allowed to sell some food anymore, like after they close, and like the food is still good, 
but they're not allowed to sell it anymore. They gave it away to like uh, people who can't afford it for free. So I think that's also a good way to prevent food waste. Even though like, cause they're giving away food that they don't want to sell, but it's not expired and it's still healthy. Um, for me, for fast food, I feel like my, whenever my dad, yeah, it's just like, in my opinion, it tastes better than what the other restaurants sell, but like McDonald's, In-N-Out, stuff like that. Like his burgers, I feel like are better. And I guess it is better and healthier because you know, good quality ingredients. But for me, for fast food, I there's just one taco truck near my house and it's really, really good. And when I get a car, I'm gonna drive there and then it's gonna be great. I'll take you guys sometime. Oh, thank you. For uh, fast food for me, um, I kind of do have it more than I really should. But if I do, it's generally because I've had like a really long day or maybe like I had a field hockey game or something and I'm really tired and I can like ask my parents for like, I don't know, comfort food. And then, yeah, that's generally when I have fast food after I've done a lot. It's not as bad, I think, but still I shouldn't have it that much. Yeah, the most like tempting part of fast food is that it's fast food, you know, it's convenient to get. It's pretty fast, you know, in the name. Wow. So, <laughs> so it's, logic. I know, right? So it's, you know, it's very tempting and it's so easy to get. It's so accessible, especially here in the U.S. That it's, you know, it's just everywhere. <laughs> Do you guys tend to enjoy these kinds of, like, fast food, highly processed foods? We kind of already touched on this, but yeah. Not really. I mean... The quality is definitely lower because there's all sorts of things they do, like trans fat comes to mind, for example, and just in general, they're cheaper and quickly made and kind of just processed. So <clears throat> I'd say when you're used to quality food, no, fast food is a little hard. Yeah, the thing about fast food and like processed food is it does like it tastes good and all. But once you figure out what's like in it, like the health risks and stuff, it's not as appealing anymore. Although it's like nice to have once in a while, I guess, like comfort food. Yeah, but yeah, comfort food. Um, totally agree. Um, quality's obviously not up to par because you know it's fast food, but you know it's, it's tasty, right? Um, I don't know. It's nice to have once in a while as like, I don't know, a nice treat or a cheat day or something like that. Yeah, it definitely appeals to me because it's like easier and I think it tastes good, which I mean, yeah, I feel bad about it afterwards, but I still enjoy eating it like on occasion, of course. I think fast food is so different in, um, like other countries as well. Like I went to McDonald's in China once and their menu is like completely different. They had a kind of like taro pie instead of like your typical apple pie, which I thought was so interesting. And then there's some restaurants here. Um, like if you guys know of Ipudo, which is a Japanese restaurant. And I think it's like pretty well, like people tend to like it a lot. They don't consider it fast food really. But if you go to Japan, that's considered fast food. It's like McDonald's level there which just kind of gives you something to think about a little bit. So I think something kind of unique about our all the people that we have here right now is that we are all from different cultural backgrounds, excluding Cheryl and I. So what are what is a dish or like some dishes from your culture that you would really encourage other people to try? Well, when we're talking about culture, most people think Indian food and think like the usual like chicken tikka masala or whatever you know, that kind of thing. And a lot of that, and like maybe naan or whatever, a lot of that is North Indian and South Indian is just completely different. So there's no particular dish. Just go to a South Indian restaurant sometime and check it out because we're completely different. We serve completely different things and they're great. They're just less known. So honestly, everything, it's all great. Okay, so I don't really know if I 
like I have one particular dish that I can recommend, but um, in the interest of this being the only thing I know how to cook, I will recommend dumplings because they're very easy to make, and like you can make them in large batches, so it's like very convenient, and then you can save it for later also, and they they can have many different fillings, um, so. It's more flexible. You can experiment with it more. Yeah. For Vietnamese food, um, automatic stereotype people think pho, right? Um, there's like two types of pho. There's um, pho ball, which is uh, beef pho, and then pho ga, which is chicken pho. Pho is good and all, but um, what I like more is a dish called bun bao hui, which is it, it's different from pho because like. The central of it is like different broth, right? Like different types of soup. Um, it, it. Personally, I like bumbal hui more. It, I don't know. It tastes. It's. I like to add more spice to mine, and then I add some lime, in the broth, and then I think it. It just tastes better because like the broth, it, it marinates in the meat, and in my opinion, just it's good. Yeah, um, for my Mexican side of the family, there are definitely a lot of good recipes and foods. It's just really hard to pick one to talk about. For sweets, of course, I think that um, maybe empanadas are really good. My aunt makes really good bread pudding too. Okay, well that's all the time that we have left for today. So thank you all for coming here to talk about food, and I hope that you've all learned something hopefully from this discussion. Yeah, I think I, I definitely have. Yeah. So we'll see you in the yeah, next episode. Yeah, this is great. Goodbye. Thanks to your guests and our viewers. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. 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 We'd like to thank our guest speakers, Mads and Ryu, as well as Polly for editing and recording, Cheryl for performing the music that you are hearing right now, and Mila for script writing and general moral support. We would also like to thank our English teacher for inspiring us to create this podcast. Last but not least, we'd like to thank our dedicated listeners for supporting us. See you in the next episode.